0: This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. In a world without a single unified voice, humanity has been left searching for answers to the unknown. Now, one podcast has the power to change that and to spread its voice across the earth for all mankind to hear. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> How you living? How long
1: like that? Big crack and deal. Oh, noises! Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 45 of Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray, and sitting across the virtual table from me is a guy that may or may not have won the Oscar for Best Picture, John Irons. Say hi, John. <laughs> the vote is
0: still being counted.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they'll they'll call somebody up on stage, and then they'll say, no, there was a mistake, and then they'll bring you up there, and so... Yeah. But this is uh, this is kind of a bonus episode. I mean, this episode is on time, but we're actually recording another episode this week, and so... There will actually be back-to-back weeks, and we usually skip a week in between, but uh, this this weekend we're going to be recording a crossover episode with High chan and, and the Millennial Falcon podcast, so uh, we're looking forward to that. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get things started uh, on this episode with uh, three random facts. So, what? You
0: should get some theme music for that.
1: Yeah, I know. I've been meaning to go on, like, uh, Fiverr or something like that, and... uh get somebody to do like a drop or something like that, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. But um, so three random facts for those of you that, uh, that haven't listened to the show before is uh, we go to the amazing fact generator given to us by our friends over at MentalFloss.com. And by when I say given to us, I mean it's given to everybody because it's just it's a website. So, <laughs> so the person hook up. Yeah. So they uh, so they have this uh, amazing fact generator, and you click a button, and it gives you just a random fact that doesn't have anything to do with anything. And I'm going to read off three random facts. So number one, in 2003, Dennis Gross met the official record for most peeps eaten in 30 minutes. He polished off 102 peeps. That can't be good. 102 peeps. In, well, <laughs> yeah. Then I was, in a minute. In, in in 30 minutes. That's that's not that impressive of a oh, number. Oh, 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, 102 in 30 minutes. You think? It okay, would be I thought more. you said like a minute. No, I'm like
0: that's that's like two peeps a second. Like yeah. I can actually see somebody doing that.
1: Most peeps eating it. Yeah, but they're marshmallow and they, they, I don't know, they like get bigger in your mouth or something. So (laughs) after you get a few of them in there, you could choke to death (laughs) easily. Fair enough. But, okay, the word unfriend appeared in print all the way back in 1659. Wow. That's a good one. So they were uh, on the Facebook bandwagon way back then. Wow. Gen- General Robert E. Lee and his horse were buried at Washington and Lee University. That is a random fact. I don't know. It's not that yeah, interesting. I, Let's do one more and see if there's one that's, that. that's more interesting than that. Uh <clears throat> uh actually It would be interesting
0: if if maybe the horse
1: killed him. <laughs> that would that would be that would have some intrigue. All right. There are approximately three point zero four trillion trees on Earth. Three point zero four trillion. That's a lot. Yeah, I
0: have. I have no way. My my mind can't convert that into anything. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there's... I keep, like, because I, I gotta, I gotta figure out how much a tree is, and then I gotta. What was it? Three point four. Three point zero four. Yeah. Three point
1: zero four. Yeah. Yeah, there's seven. The, there's what seven and a half billion people on the earth. Yeah. So three point oh four trillion is a whole lot more than that. So if you, what what was the movie that Matt Damon made where the trees were killing people? Of uh, the the, uh, the M. happening. M., yeah, the M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. So we're outnumbered. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, that's right. Uh we have a we have a topic that we're gonna talk about. Uh, but before we get to that I wanted to cover a few things. First of all, we lost Bill Paxton last week. And it it wouldn't be right for us not to mention him because he's he was not only an actor that's been featured in many, many, many movies over the years, but he's been vital to our kind of movies, you know. Uh we mentioned actors of the past that have a wide body of work but paxton was in a lot of sci-fi and action movies that we love you know weird science aliens predator 2 true lies twister titanic he had a small role in the original terminator early in his career uh he was an actor that you see a lot he's kind of a weird hybrid between um a leading man and that guy that was in that thing because, you know... He, <laughs> right. Yeah, he he didn't usually have, like, the starring role in a movie. He would... Sometimes he would only show up in a couple of scenes, like he did with, in Kill Bill or True Lies. And and then sometimes he would star in the whole thing, like in Twister. You know? Right. You got anything to say about Bill Paxton? No,
0: just, um, it, you know, it's just... Uh, just one more... While he was way too young to die, that was really surprising.
1: Yeah, he had what he had uh, some kind of a heart surgery, and then a couple of days after that, he had a blood clot or a stroke <clears throat> or something like that, and just just passed away. But he, he had a voice that's instantly recognizable. Have you seen the new show Training Day that he's in? No, it's I mean it, it, it's pretty good. It's based on the. It's based on the movie that Denzel Washington was in. Yeah. But, of course, this being a, a, a TV series, they've done some tweaks on it and stuff. So, he is the character that Denzel played, but they changed him and made him, instead of just being a straight-up bad guy, he's more of an anti-hero. You know, he he doesn't play by the rules, but he gets the job done. You know, that kind of thing. And, and, right. Yeah, so... Uh, I kind of
0: got the sense of that...
1: Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I don't know how it's gonna play. And it's only been on like four or five weeks. I don't know how the whole season is gonna play out, <clears throat> and I don't know if it's gonna continue on now that he's gone. You know, if if they're gonna cancel it or if they're just they're gonna recast him or, or what.
0: Yeah. Shame.
1: Yeah. Shame, shame. Yeah. Um. Something else that I wanted to talk about. Did you did you watch any of the Oscars last week?
0: You know what. Uh, no, I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, it's, uh, I, yeah, cause I was, I was actually, um, you know, I have, I have like a part-time job and I was yeah. at my job until 11, I think. And, you know, by the time I get home, I was like, okay, well, my, my standard Sunday night, if I work on Sunday nights is, um, go home, watch walking dead, watch talking dead then fall asleep. Yeah, And I, I think I did, uh, you know, I did like a quick internet search to, you know, find out who won, who won what. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't know about the whole uh, controversy um, until I think like the next morning, early the next morning. So I, I'm the drama.
1: Well, I use, I mean, I usually watch most of the show because, I mean, you know, we're, we're movie fans, but the, the Oscars are... Is I mean they're political, but you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the the politics of the actual awards in a minute. But the um, the way I usually do is I go in and I will watch the the opening number, or whatever the whoever the host is usually does like a song and dance number or a comedy routine or something, and I'll watch that because that usually takes about thirty minutes or so. And then um, what I did this year and last year really is I flip over and watch The Walking Dead, and then flip back over and watch the the last five or six awards, which are the ones that I really care about, you know, the best actor, no best relations. actress. Yeah, <laughs> what's that?
0: No relation. Yeah. Sorry,
1: <laughs> but and I usually, I mean, I watch the talking dead, but I usually save it and watch it the next day. But um, um, a couple of things happened at the Oscars this year that it it bears a little bit of discussion. But first of all, the in memoriam segment really dropped the ball. And this is a segment that I like on the Oscars because they pay tribute to all of the, not necessarily all actors and actresses, but a lot of people that were involved in film that, uh, passed away over the last year or in, in, in the year before, you know, so it'd be people that passed away since the, the awards from last year. Um, and, uh, they can't name off everybody. Because we're not just talking... Like I said, we're not just talking about actors and actresses. We're talking about makeup, costume design, directors, producers, all that kind of stuff. And if they named off everybody, it would be like 300 names and it would take up a third of the show. you know? Sure. So they, they, they cut it down to about 30 or 40 people. But one thing they did this year... Is, uh, Janet Patterson died this year and she was a costume designer in Australia. Well, when they... When they put her name on the screen, they used a picture of Jan Chapman who is an Australian producer who is very much alive. <laughs> so, wow. so she's watching all of a sudden her picture pops up in immemorial and she said, What? I'm I'm not dead <laughs> <laughs> You know. And uh and this is not a segment that's just thrown together in the couple of days before the show, and, you know. It, right. It, it, they've been working on it for six months. So you think somebody couldn't do a Google image search and make sure they had the right you know, it's worth a yeah. Google.
0: <laughs> worth a Google.
1: Yeah. But um and also, in memoriam, left out Robert Vaughn, who was an Oscar nominee from the '60s. Gary Shandling, Florence Henderson, Doris Roberts, Alexis Arquette, what? Miguel Ferrer, what? John Polito. They didn't name they didn't name any of those people. Now you can make an argument that Shanling didn't really have a, he didn't really contribute to film that much. He was more of a TV guy. But the rest of those names have all had big parts in, in films. And I think they deserved a mention, at least in the, you know, just, I mean, they just pop in their picture up and show it a name. That would be like an extra 10 seconds to show these, these four or five names. But I don't know. I don't know what the politics is behind, uh, who picks what and all that kind of stuff. But,
0: well, you know what, that I'm going to change my not watching the Oscars from, um, neglect to a retroactive boycott.
1: <laughs> I'm never watching it again.
0: <laughs> no, I'll watch it next time. But this time, I thought I was watching it because I wanted to watch Watching Dead. But I'm going to... I'm going
1: to um, <laughs> oh, <yeah. I> boyc- <laughs> do alternative
0: fact. Yeah. What really happened was...
1: I was boycotting. Yes, I was boycotting uh, because of the the thing that they did that I had I not boycotting. seen. I was boycotting. Yeah, I had not I seen it yet. Why. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, you know, the, the big flub of the night that everybody was talking about. And I actually... I was, uh, we were, my wife and I were watching the show in the living room, and then when they got to Best Actor, Best Actress and everything, it was getting late, and I, and I get up early in the morning, you know, so I, so I said, why don't we go back and lay in the bed and watch the rest of the show, and then if I fall asleep, it's no big deal, you know. So we come yeah. back here and lay down. As soon as they announced Best Picture, I put my earplugs in and I rolled over and went to sleep. <laughs> and then, and then she, uh, I mean, immediately she started nudging me and said, I think you want to watch this. And she, I woke up and she rewound it a little bit. So I saw what happened. And it, uh, so I mean, everybody knows what happened. The, the accountant off, off stage was paying more attention to taking Emma Stone's picture than he was to handing Warren Beatty the right envelope. And it turned into a cluster frack
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> because, uh, they announced La La Land was the winner. And the whole cast came up on stage and they started making speeches and all that. And and it turned out that Moonlight was the one that actually won the award. So I'm, I'm I'm bringing this. I wanted to say something about the politics of the actual awards. And I'm bringing all this up to say this. And I want to preface this by saying that anybody that reads my Facebook page or listens to any of my podcasts will know that I am in no way homophobic or racist or anything like that. But moonlight was not the best movie of 2016. it I mean, not at all. Have you seen moonlight?
0: I've not
1: it it's I haven't seen all of the nominees, but I've seen probably five or six of the films that were that were uh, nominated. but the it seems like the more controversial the topic is, the better their chances are of not necessarily if it's a good movie, but if it's just controversial. That they're going to win because Spotlight won last year, and you know it, what it was about, and um, and it was a good movie, but it wasn't the, in my opinion, I'm just, I mean, I'm just going off my opinion, it wasn't the best movie of the year. Just like I thought that the best, the best movie of this year out of that, out of that list was um, um Hell or High Water. I thought that movie. Have you,
0: was, you seen, you saw all the nominees. I saw what? Did you see all the nominees, all the I, Best Picture I nominees?
1: S- I saw not all of them. I saw probably five or six of them. Cause there were what seven or eight nominees, I think, and um, I think so. and I saw it. I saw probably half of what was nominated, and in my opinion, out of the ones that I did see, I thought Hell or High Water was the best one. But I mean, it, but it's just a movie, you know. It's just an entertaining movie. It doesn't have a controversial topic to go off of, you know. So, and I I I didn't. I haven't talked to you about the, any of this. Do you agree or disagree with that at all?
0: I haven't seen Moonlight. I haven't seen most of the nominees. So uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean
1: what, the, the statement of the more controversial the topic is, the better the chances are that it wins the award, whether, um, or, whether or not the movies I've, actually, I've,
0: I think that there are certain, I guess, aspects of, you know, Oscar bait films. You yeah. Know? I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say the more controversial. I would, you know, definitely, um, you know, biopics get favor period pieces get favor um and yeah i th- I think um if a movie you know tries to push boundaries um yeah I think they they try to recognize that yeah and let's see um there there was a good long streak of um if there were you know if if you're if the story was about someone who was mentally challenged, yeah those are winning Oscars for about a decade uh or or you know I I'll, I'll expand that I'll say mentally challenged or um just in some ways cerebrally unique because like I, you know you can also put you know a beautiful mind in there like you know just the kind of right um you know um, off-kilter genius um so so yeah there, there I mean there's definitely a a type, which is why I'm always glad to see different kinds of movies get nominated. Yeah. So again, I, I haven't seen Moonlight, but you know, any, any there's something that breaks that mold. Yeah. You know, I am, I, I am generally in favor of it.
1: I'm, 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 I'm not in any way saying that Moonlight was a bad movie because it's not, it, Moonlight is a good movie. I'm just saying that I didn't think that it was the best movie of that bunch and I just think that because some of the some of the topics that are covered in Moonlight were a little more uh, controversial for 2016 2017 because it's you know it's homophobia and that kind of stuff that that we're talking about a lot in the news that I think it kind of gave it a gave it a push. You know, I saw Fences the other night. I thought that was a great movie. I saw Hidden Figures a few weeks back. I thought that was a wonderful movie. And both of these movies deal with topics of race and family and betrayal and lots of things like that. And, and I, I thought that they were be- they're both better movies than Moonlight. Now I'm just going off my opinion. There, there's probably listeners out there saying, like, you're crazy. Moonlight's a great movie. You know, it, you know, it's, it, it, it wasn't anything that made me want to stand up and, and, and give it a slow clap at the end of the movie, you know, but, but Hell or High Water, Hell or High Water, I thought was a great movie and it. But like I said, it's just a movie, you know, it's an entertaining, it's a, a, a cops and robbers movie. And nothing extremely controversial. So, but
0: well, I'll, I will say um, I don't think I saw all of the nominees for um, best animated film, but I did see Z- Zootopia, and I saw Kubo in the Two Strings, I saw um, Moana, and um, I saw like in, in order of my watching them, I saw Zootopia first, and then Kubo. Then Moana. And uh, I don't know if you... Um, I talked about it on a previous podcast after I saw it, but I loved Zootopia. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a fantastic film. Um, I also loved Kubo, and I also loved Moana. Um, Zootopia won Best Animated Picture, and I don't know that that would have been my choice, although I'm not... You know, I, I don't necessarily think it was undeserving... Um I just don't know that it would be my choice, given the competition right um so you know and and what made me think of you know just going along with what you're saying um of those films, it is the most um, topical in the sense that it you know it it very slyly very smartly deals with questions of um you know, race and racism and society and and prejudice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, easily more than you know any other Disney movie I've ever seen. Right. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, that was a fantastic film. But I probably would have given it to Kubo and the Two Strings. After much reflection, I probably would have given it to Kubo and the Two Strings because it's storyline, it's animation. It was like, it was a completely original story.
1: Right.
0: Like I've, I've you, know, it, you know, that's one of the things, it was, it was great to see a kid's film where I didn't know what was going to happen. Cause that almost never happens. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. i <I'm not, laughs> you know, they are I might not know the details. Yeah. yeah. But you know, once you tell me, like, you know, I sit down in Moana, the, the, you know, here's the problem, here's how to fix it. You know, you know, I, again, you don't know the ins and outs, but you know, at some point, this character will do this and do this and do this and they'll win. And I could, you could say the same thing about Zootopia. Yeah. But I I honestly did not know how Kubo or the Two Strings was going to end. And it was still a very satisfying ending. Right. And that, and that, for me, you know that 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 is a higher value to me because it's more rare. And see, I, I apologize I, for my, my. I probably should have said this up the top, but uh, uh, recovering from a cold, so yeah,
1: now, now you're fine. So I, got,
0: so I got my 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 Billy D. Spock voice going on.
1: <laughs> I've still, That's still got. Up, um, That's what's up. I've still got Moana and Kubo on my list. I haven't seen. I I have seen Zootopia. We saw it in theaters when it came out and it was I mean it's surprising. well there wasn't really the, there's not really that many animated films that come out that are really Oscar worthy so it, it's very rare for a film that comes out that early in the year to still be in the running for an Oscar because usually the stuff that's going to be uh, Oscar bait comes yeah. out at the end of the year and uh, Zubia came out pretty early and it seems like it was February or March when it came out last year right. but but, um, yeah, how about, um, Suicide Squad winning an Oscar for best makeup? And I didn't think that they should have because <laughs> I think they were up against Star Trek. And, you know, Star Trek, which I mean, well, a lot of Star Trek's, uh, alien effects are computer more than makeup, but Killer Croc did not look good <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, Suicide Squad. And, you know, the only, Real makeup that you that that was um, surprising to me was the way that they made the Joker look. But we, you know, we we had seen it already in the commercials and stuff. But I don't know. Well, the
0: guy, the I can't remember his name, but the fire guy. Yeah, he was like all he was all tatted up.
1: Yeah, that was not.
0: But yeah, you know, again, any any, (laughs) I'm biased. Anytime a superhero film, even. I thought, I thought Suicide Squad was okay. Um, uh, you know, I'd give it mm, C plus B minus. I thought it was okay. Um, but so any, any time a non, any, any time one of the standard quote unquote Oscar films, um, you know, or, or, or a, a superhero film or a comedy or a sci-fi movie, you know, gets, gets recognition at the Oscars. I
1: encourage it so you know yeah any kind of uh any kind of sci-fi you. or fantasy what was the uh what was the amy adams movie that came out this year that the alien the Rival. yeah yeah the Rival. it was up for best picture and I knew, yeah. I knew i knew it was gonna win just because it's a sci-fi movie and they never win the last time i remember sci-fi or fantasy winning was uh return of the king and that was what 2003 yeah
0: i was really hopeful when uh, when Inception was nominated, I, I felt like Inception had a really good shot.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: um, true. but no, didn't. <laughs> Turns out no.
1: Yeah, and and you know I I thought Dark Knight should have got a a shot back in '08, but I think that just because it was a Batman movie, it kind of knocked it out of the running. You know, because the Academy doesn't want to take yeah. those kinds of movies seriously as far as being best picture. I don't think we had to worry about Batman v Superman being <laughs> being nominated, but <laughs> no, we did not <laughs> but um we had a next thing i want to talk about was we had a comment on our Facebook page from uh jim Arrowwood. <laughs> jim Arrowwood I interviewed a couple of weeks back have you have you seen this what I'm, what I'm talking I talking about saw it. okay, so a couple of yes. weeks back, I interviewed him on the prime direction, and uh he said that he just listened to our first sci Sci-Fighter show. Where we uh, did this, the Star Trek versus Star Wars uh, a few months back, I think it was episode thirty-seven, and he said that he disagreed with what we said about the fight between Mace Windu and Mirror Spock because uh, the reason for that was that in the Mirror Mirror episode of uh, Star Trek, Kirk gave Mirror Spock the the Tantalus field, and I looked this yes. up because it's been so long since I've seen the episode, but. Memory Alpha defines the Tantalus field as a 23rd century device found aboard the ISS Enterprise in the Mirror Universe, which could be used to monitor and eliminate enemies from existence with the touch of the button. Now, why Rick didn't bring this up, I don't know, because he's the Star Trek guru of the bunch. <laughs> but well, it ba- basically, yeah, I, Mirror Spot can hit a button and whoever he's fighting just vanishes from existence. So
0: That's true, but... <laughs> Uh, and you know, Star Trek continues is, is fantastic, and I'm trying to remember. I think it was it was a Star Trek continues episode, right? Where they where they picked up in the Mirror Mirror universe. They did like a like,
1: like a sequel to that episode. Yeah, yeah, like right, like basically right after. And but 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 Star Trek continues is not canon.
0: No, <laughs> I know, but I feel that its interpretation was valid. So basically. Um, you know, not to spoil it, um, but they followed the the belief I should say that while Spock had that power, um he would choose not to use it in favor of and the, and' that's basically in 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 the actual episode in the canonical episode,
1: right.
0: you know, um he was like, okay. Um, you know, as, as Kirk left, you know, basically I'm, I'm entrusting you with this power, um, in the hopes that you can maybe make a difference and, you know, lead your people to a a new way. Right. Um, which is what plays out in the Star Trek Continues episode. And so the question is, um, if, (laughs) if mirror Spock were in a competition with Mace Windu. Would he use? And first of all, he would have to get to it. Right. You yeah. know, it, it's not. It's not like he's got it. Like it's not like an app on his phone. Like he's got to run. He's got to get to his quarters. Um. So, a could he? And we all know how hard it is when a Jedi Knight is chasing you. Um. <laughs> so, a could he get to it? And b would he use it cuz it's not it's not like you would just beat him in a fight you're just gone you're dispersed from existence yeah um i think whether or not he would use it is yeah, i'd say that's fair that's up for debate um but i don't think he would be able to get to it um i don't i don't, I don't unless unless they were already in his even if they were already in this court, you still gotta open the panel and, you know, hit the button. Well, Mason Windows is gonna be standing there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I have doubts. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna stand behind our original assessment, although I do uh it it is an interesting point to consider. What's yeah. what's your take?
1: Well, yeah. I mean I'm undecided because I I think that yeah, if he if this was a thing that he was just like wearing around his neck, then yeah, I mean, he could just reach down and push a button, and there would be no more threat. But like you said, could he could he get to it? You know, it's not like Mace Windu has a lightsaber and it's all, and it's there. You know, he's already got and it. The force, right, you know. And the Force, right? Uh, and the Force. Which I mean, Spock has some tricks up his sleeve. I mean, Spock doesn't. Mace Windu is not going to beat him just easily. He's not just going to take his lightsaber out and cut his head off. You know, he sure. Sp- Spock has. You know he's he's smart enough uh, to where he would be a a, a good adversary, but um, yeah, I mean if he did if he if he were able to get to, to this thing if we had made a rule saying okay they are fighting and and they're fighting in Spock's quarters or or something like that then yeah or even
0: like yeah I can see him like using you know force fields and ship tricks basically to delay you know Mace Windu long enough. For him to get to it. I could I could see that. Yeah. Um yeah, it's, it's I guess it just depends on I don't know.
1: And it just depends on if Ooh,
0: if you know Spox what? Is... he could do like the in ship beaming thing.
1: Did yeah, site to site uh transport. Yeah, yeah.
0: They didn't they didn't do that in they didn't do that in the old in the old I don't remember series if they did, or not. I did I think I think they did that for the first time in the next generation.
1: Yeah, he um I mean, if he could, if he could play on Mace Windu's gullible side, you know, because An- Anakin had him fooled, you know, if he could, <sighs> if he could fool him into thinking that he's not a threat, and then, right, and then if he's like, here,
0: let me show you something." What's yeah, that? right. That, yeah. You know, <laughs>
1: yeah, because I mean, that was that was Mace Windu's downfall in in Episode Three was that he was he he, he trusted, and then, you know when Anakin turned on him, it was too late, you know, or, or, or the, uh, the emperor started zapping him with his, with his force lightning right. and all that kind of stuff.
0: Well, and, no, you're right. Anakin turned. Yeah. He and Anakin dead. turned too. Yeah, He, he basically did.
1: So. okay. I've got a topic that I've been keeping in my pocket for a couple of weeks so that we could talk about it on an episode where it was just the two of us, because, uh, mainly none of our guest hosts are going to find this interesting at all, but I found, <laughs> I found out an interesting bit of information. I recently learned that before Chris Pratt was the Star-Lord, way back before he was even, you know, acting, he had a job with a little company that you and I are familiar with, DS Max.
0: Get out. Yeah. Seriously?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, listeners, if you, if you don't know, I'll give you just a little bit of history. John and I met when we were working for a company that sold coupons and things like that door-to-door, and... I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a warning. If you ever look in the classified ads and you see an ad that says things like management opportunity or fun atmosphere <laughs> or uh, something like that, it should throw up a red flag. Because uh, And if you go to a job interview and while you're sitting there in the waiting area and you start hearing weird chants coming from the back of the office...
0: <laughs> Just leave.
1: Yeah, you need to run the other way. But uh, DS Max was... I say was, they're still around, they just don't call themselves that anymore. Because now we live in the, an internet age where people can Google stuff really quickly and find out all these things about them. So DS Max had to change their name. I think they changed their name to like Psychor for a while and then they changed it again. But it's basically...
0: Wasn't a, a He-Man villain? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think so. <laughs> basically, pyramid scheme right, so you come yeah. you come in as a distributor, you'd work your butt off all day in the heat or in the cold or rain or whatever, and you might make thirty or forty bucks a day if you didn't or make, zero, yeah, yeah, you could make zero if you didn't make a hundred dollars a day, they'd tell you that you were unmotivated and 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 what kept you coming back was this promise that if you worked the system and eventually you would get your own office. And if you didn't make it, it didn't matter to them because they weren't paying you. You know, you got a straight commission. You didn't get any benefits. There was a lot of turnover. And like I said, the DS Max, the actual that company by that name doesn't exist anymore, but they're still around. But So Chris Pratt sold coupons for DS Max. And, and when I say this, he wasn't just one of the millions of drone distributors that come in and out of that business. He was an owner.
0: <laughs> he was... Oh, he sold... Says-
1: yeah, he, he was. In, he had. He, I mean, he had his own office. He was. He said that it was between the the ages of eighteen and twenty. He was on Conan a couple of years ago, and it came up. And I'm gonna I'm gonna semi-quote him. This is not word for word, but he said it was one of those multi-level marketing schemes where if you worked hard and made your boss a lot of money, one day you could have your own office. I did from the time I was eighteen to twenty. I ended up opening my own office. I was a good salesman. He said his office was in Colorado, and he was in charge. He said, I was in charge of other idiots. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, he said, I put an ad in the paper, and it said, do you like rock and roll music? Do you like to make money? Call me. <laughs> you know? So he said he put that ad out, and it weeded out all the intelligent people because they wouldn't respond to that ad. Um, I've, I've heard... I've heard a when lot. I, of, when
0: I was young and stupid, I totally would have responded to that. Like, what exactly do you do? Yeah, come on in. We'll
1: I can't. See. I can't remember what the ad said that I responded to, but it made it sound like it was going to be like an office job uh, where right. I was going to make a lot of it, money. And I had not.
0: Right. The, it, it 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 didn't say sales. It mm-hmm. said.
1: Uh, I think it said. It was, I might have said marketing <clears> or something <throat> like that, and and uh, yeah, I think
0: it said like an advertising opportunity. And uh, it certainly didn't take door to door, but I don't even think it's at sales—at least the one I saw. Yeah. Um, And yeah, like you know, rising the ranks quickly, and you know this this fabricated salary of what you could be making in theory.
1: <clears throat> yeah, because basically, well, okay, I'm just I'm just explaining this to the listeners a little bit so that they'll kind of get an idea. Uh, say that the company that you're representing is Domino's because we did a lot of Domino's. Um, I regret that. Domino's is terrible. I feel bad for all the people (laughs)
0: who bought pizzas with my help.
1: But we had these these big coupon cards. It was basically like a pamphlet, and it had coupons all in it. And it would have one big coupon that would say uh, one large, one topping pizza, absolutely free, and the whole card was 19.99. So you would sell it by telling them that that one card would get them a 12 dollar pizza, and they'd almost make their money back with the first time they right. use it. And then there was a whole which is bunch true, of, which yeah, is true, yeah. And then there was a whole bunch of coupons in there that were like half off of a pizza, or buy a large, get a medium free. You know, a bunch of stuff like that. And we did other other campaigns. We did golf courses and restaurants and stuff like that. I hated doing golf courses. Because I never made any money doing golf courses,
0: I will will say this: the company was shady, um, but the actual like I I wouldn't have sold it if I felt like it was a bad deal. Like the coupons themselves actually were really good deals, so you would get like you know sixty seventy dollars worth of pizza or or you know whatever the coupon was, and it really would pay for itself the first time you used it. So I, I I I didn't. I never felt like I was lying to anybody. Yeah. Which at least, you know, that was like the one good thing I could say about it. Yeah. And the girls were cute. (laughs) Those are, those are the two good things I could say about it.
1: And then the, the, but the promise was that if you, if you did what they said, that you were going to get your own office. I did what they said. I never got my own office. There were guys in our office that had been there for two years and had never got their own office. And you get,
0: you get, you'd assemble your team.
1: Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was classic pyramid scheme yeah
0: you assemble your team and then you go up on level and then they'd assemble their team and they'd go up and you know everybody's a billionaire
1: and even the people that own the offices they were still trying to move up they wanted to be district managers and they wanted to be regional managers and then they wanted to be vice presidents and all that kind of stuff you know so but I heard stories like this before of different people saying that they had been in this kind of a, a situation before. But then Chris Pratt, like I said, he was on Conan, and he started talking about taking people out on what is called a day of O. And then when he said day of O, I was like, oh, wait a minute, he's talking about DS Max. Because he's, he's, now he's speaking, the, he's speaking the language now, you know. Yeah. A day of O is a day of observation. So you you, you answer the ad and they had ads in papers all over the city, and they would have different uh, names on them of people. That, like you, it would say, uh, call Amy, or it would say, call Chris. Well, Amy and Chris don't exist. The only reason those names are, are in there is so that when you call the office and you ask for that person, they know which paper you're answering the ad out of, so they know which right. ones are being more successful.
0: And, and and how to pitch it to you. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you answer the, are you the artistic type you know, looking to be self-employed, They would, you know, they would give you a different sales pitch than if you answered, you know, uh, call Bob and Bob advertised for the, um, you know, you want to make your business, you know, are you a go-getter as opposed to are you a people person as opposed to. You know, do you like working outside? Yeah. You know, like so that so they'll know which. It was, it's actually very smart the way they
1: did it. Yeah, and then so they would bring you in and they would interview you and they would tell you to come back the next day and you were going to be on a day of observation with one of their leaders, which is something that both of us did. And then we 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 got into leadership roles and we were actually taking people out on their observation. And you know, a lot of people. A lot of people leave as soon as you get out in the field, you get out in the field and you start knocking on yeah. people's doors. They're like, "No, I'm out," you know. And I'm thinking, I should have done that my first day. <laughs> I've, had,
0: I've had I, there, were, there was like a guy who like he didn't even, he was like, you know what? I'll call my buddy. He's gonna just meet
1: me at the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't he even pick me up. don't even make it out to the territory or whatever. But uh, so so he says uh, the day of observation. That's when they they observe you uh, knocking on doors. Getting the crap kicked out of you by people all day long. And then uh, and then he said, at the end of the day, and I've done this, you know, at the end of the day, you have a conversation with the person saying, I hate to tell you this, but you got the job. <laughs> you know? And uh, he said that most of the time they'd be like, why didn't the ad say coupon salesman? but you know a lot of times they say i got the job really and he'd say you're an idiot <laughs> you know not not say that but he was thinking that so right. so uh you remember the morning chant because he talked about that too
0: yeah just by you yeah
1: yeah i can remember some i can remember some of it but uh he said that he'd come into the office every morning he'd have his coffee and he said tell me how you feeling and they'd start going you know fantastic terrific great oh yeah strong baby juice baby juice 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 you know Juices, uh, juice is a, a catchphrase by the whole company in this instance for uh, join us in creating excitement. And we'd say, juice by you, juice by you, you know, that kind of crap. And, and then, uh, and then of course, Andy Richter leans over and says, now let's go out there and sell some coupons. <laughs> so the whole interview is on, uh, you can find it on YouTube. Just uh, put in something like Chris, Chris, Pat, Chris Pratt on DS Max or something and there's like a 5 minute interview that comes up and it's it's pretty uh funny for people that actually did that but um uh we were we were trained not to think of it as a, think of it as a sales job. We were told that the sales were not the focus. Our opportunity was the focus. But then if your sales were down, you got reamed out by the owner because he didn't make any money. Like I said the coupon book cost $20. Out of that $20, you get what was it $9?
0: yeah yeah it was it was eight or nine
1: yeah and then and then uh and then the owner would get a portion of that and then and then the rest of it would go to the corporate office but that nine dollars that came out of that card that's all the money that you made they didn't pay you anything they didn't you didn't have health insurance you didn't have vacation days or anything you got nine dollars for every card that you sold and that was it and then they send you on road trips. That was the worst part. They send you on road trips, and everything was your your own expense. You had to pay for your own hotel. You had to pay for your own food, but you're out on the on the road in another city, living out of a hotel half the time. You're sleeping on the okay. floor of a hotel because you're cramming ten people into one hotel room so that everybody can save some money. You know, it's it, it's just <laughs> I can't believe that I I spent a year of my life doing. I feel, it. <laughs> you know? I feel like you
0: should talk to someone about this. It's still, <laughs>
1: it's, the wound seems fresh. You no, know, it's just the yeah. I saw that interview and I was like, oh my god, I've got I've got to bring this up on the show. I got to talk to John about this because it was, uh, you you just don't you don't hear a lot of stories of people doing it, and then when you hear a celebrity say that they did it, you know, it's, it's pretty funny. But uh, yeah. Okay, so what we're gonna do now is uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna to listen to a couple of ads for some other podcasts, and then, uh, and then we're gonna come back. And when we come back, we're gonna do our main topic, which is going to be our forty favorite. Well, I say our forty favorite movie quotes. It's actually gonna be eighty because we're doing forty each, you know. But our forty favorite movie quotes. So uh, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> that's right exactly oh,
0: exactly thanks sean hey, everybody i'm troy and i'm aj and we're the hosts of the world war g podcast and we know sean and john do great things but if you need just that little bit more nerd in your life
1: a little bit more geek in your week then head
0: on over to worldwarg.podbean.com, where we talk about everything from movies and television and
1: comic books and video games
0: check us out at world back to you sean Hey, we're the Millennial Falcon Podcast,
1: a pop culture podcast by Three Geeky Millennials. We're hosted by Anya Crittenton, Huai-Chen Bui, and Willoughby Dobbs. The three of us met in college, bonding over Game of Thrones and Disney.
0: While we've moved past Game of Thrones, we now bond once a
1: week in a podcast that covers everything from superheroes to musicals to summer reading to Pokemon Go. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Falcon Podcast, and listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud.
0: Come for the hot takes, stay for the snarkin' and puns.
1: And the friendship that lasts forever. It's the... Okay, we're back now. We have uh, we have forty quotes each, and these are just our favorite movie quotes. These are things that, when I was making my list, these are things that I find myself saying a lot. That uh, people may or may not even know what I'm talking about. I know my kid, my kids, and my wife usually have no idea what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> just in general,
1: but uh, <laughs> the, this was John's idea because I my 40th birthday is this year, so. We thought and, and it's it's not for a few months. I do not I'm s I still have four months left in my thirties and I intend on enjoying every second of it. But uh we thought that in honor of my forty years on the planet, we would do our forty favorite film quotes. So uh a couple of them may overlap. I'm sure some of yeah. some of yours are well, the I, same as mine, but uh I'll, Well I saw I saw I saw your list
0: and um the I, I I moved the ones um, we only had five that overlapped. Okay. And I'm and I moved those down to the bottom. Um. Uh, so if you if you open up the one that I sent
1: you. Okay. Cool. All right. <clears throat> okay. So uh, I'll, you go first. And what we'll do is uh, a lot of times a movie quote has to do. Uh, hold on a second. I had this in my notes. Let me pull that. I'm gonna edit this part. <laughs> so a lot of times a movie quote is memorable because of the context that it's set in and not necessarily because of the line itself so uh, when necessary we'll kind of explain the context behind that quote just in case there's anybody out there that hasn't seen the film that we're talking about and we'll do the quote and we'll tell what movie it came from you know so yeah okay so you go first
0: alright these are not in order of like my preference. Yeah. And that can't even say they necessarily my 40 favorite quotes. They're like the ones that I thought of first. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, because I could, you know, I could literally do a million. Yeah.
1: There's there's millions of movie quotes out there. Uh, all
0: right. So my first, <clears throat> when someone asks you if you're a god, you say, yes.
1: <laughs> Class line from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well,
0: after, uh, Ray had just been asked if he was a god,
1: and he said no. Yeah, and I, I saw, and when I saw that on your list, I was like, what? I forgot to put any Ghostbusters quotes in my list."
0: <laughs> I thought you had one.
1: I, I I may have, but I I don't remember putting one in here. But, um, okay, so my first one is roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads, and that was Doc from Back to the Future.
0: I thought about adding that
1: one.
0: All right, so my next one is actually fairly obscure but i always thought it was hilarious um so in the movie willow mm-hmm. uh they're they're like one of the main plots is are this little baby that is uh I just, I just don't remember but she's like the chosen one right and willow willow is is um like this, this little person who is the star of the story who's a wizard like in training and it's his job to protect the baby. So all the forces of evil are after this baby. And um, at one point, there is a like a dragon that just happens to sprout up, you know, <laughs> so that so the willow has to escape the dragon. And um, the the army that is chasing them is also after the baby. And um, the general that's leading. The army uh, shows up. Uh, he knows Willow is in the village somewhere. They don't know where, but they see that they have to deal with this dragon thing. And he says, "Destroy the beast, find the baby."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, "What? What a cool headed What a cool headed commander you are! Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just you know, just whatever the obstacle is, just clearly
1: define the goals for the team." Right? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, my my next one is, with great power comes great responsibility, and that was from Spider Man. Yeah. Um,
0: Another one that's I don't know if I would call this one obscure. This is more niche, I guess, from uh, Flash Gordon from 1980. Yeah. Uh, As they're attacking the Ming the Merciless ship. Voltan and the Hawkmen, uh, Voltan is, is leading the attack and he, he's, he, he's, uh, the first wave of Hawkmen, uh, he sends them into battle by saying, Squadron 40? da." <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, I don't, my whole life, I thought he was saying Squadron 14.
1: He's saying Apparently, squ- it's Squadron 40. 40, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, so, because I kept, I like, was like, you know, I was doing like Google searches. I'm like, why isn't, I'm like, surely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's obscure. It's not that obscure. Nope. Squadron 40. So I
1: learn something new every day. It's worth a Google. <laughs> <laughs> right. a, that should be one of your quotes. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. Uh, my next one is, No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. And that's from Goldfinger. And that was in response. To, I, think, I believe the question that Bond asked was, what do you expect me to talk? No, Mister Bond. Yeah. I expect you to die. Yeah.
0: Um. So, The Princess Bride is a veritable cornucopia.
1: Oh cornucopia. yeah, there's yeah.
0: And um, you know, I didn't want to just fill it up with. I didn't want my list to be, you know, half Princess Bride, half Star Wars. Yeah. So I, I, I picked, <laughs> <laughs> I picked one. I think this is the only Princess Bard quote I have on here. And I decided to go with the simple yet lovely, as you wish. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm assuming everyone has seen the film, but if you haven't.
1: I hope so. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was um, the, the effectively the translation for that in the context. If someone says that, if one character says to her, that to another, what they're really saying is, I love you. Mm-hmm.
1: My next one is, go ahead make my day and that was from the film Sudden Impact which is wrongly attributed to Dirty Harry it was it was Dirty Harry that said the line but it was not in the film Dirty Harry it was in the film Sudden Impact Clint Eastwood made a few Dirty Harry movies people think that I don't know they think that he just made the one but go ahead with your next one
0: my next one is um Rosebud Citizen Kane that's a line from Citizen Kane yeah Right. No spoilers. No no, no 100-year-old spoilers. So you got <laughs> to see what it means. Has it been 100 years? <laughs> <laughs> Not 100. It's, it's been a while.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, it's getting close, uh, actually. It's... I think it was like in the
1: 40s, right? Uh, 30s yeah, or 40s? Yeah, I think it was the 40s. Yeah. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> a league of their own.
0: <laughs> nice. Um, all right, Another niche one. Uh, It's from one of my favorite films that I've mentioned on the show before, from The Last Dragon. Um, It takes place in 80s Harlem, and it's kind of an Afro-punk funked-up karate film. And the main villain is this character called (laughs) Shonuff, who is like a Rick James kung fu master. And uh, he had his he was like a wrestler. Like he, he would come out of his theme song. He had like his lines whenever, <laughs> whenever he was about to fight. Um, when I say, who's the master,
1: you say show enough. <laughs> I love that. Song. you tell you have said that one a few times? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Once or twice
1: yeah. a day. Now this one, this one I may mis mispronounce a couple of words, but, um, he tasks me. He tasks me <laughs> and I shall have him. I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia and round the Antares maelstrom and round Perdition's flames before I give him up. That's from the wrath of Khan.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah.
0: Nice rendition. <laughs> <clears throat> um, another movie
1: chock full of quotes. Uh,
0: sons of bitches! Bumpuses!
1: <laughs> You know, um, a Christmas yeah, story. Christmas story. That, when I was a kid, and that—that's the—that's the beauty of that line because when I was a kid, I had no idea that he was saying sons of bitches. <laughs> he was, because <laughs> the way the way that he says, he's like, I know you. <laughs> you know. So when you're so when you're a kid, it goes over your head. What is he saying? What does that mean? And I was like a ten year old kid, and I was running around saying that. And of course, my mom, <sighs> my mom didn't realize that's what I was saying, or she would have, you know, backhanded me or something, but.
0: Okay. Well yeah, they make they make they like they establish in the film that his cussing you know, it's like it's like when they it's like Yosemite Sound, like rocking and, and right, ragga, Exactly. Ragga, yeah, ragga.
1: yeah. Okay, here's another right. one. This is another one from Back to the Future. You made a time machine out of a DeLorean? <laughs> nice.
0: Pretty much sums up the plot. Yeah, yeah, that's it.
1: All right. Uh of course I had no idea what a DeLorean was back then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's my secret cap. I'm always angry. <laughs> um, Spoken by the Hulk slash Bruce Banner from the Avengers.
1: Yeah, I almost had that one on my list. I think I had replaced it with something else. But okay, um, nobody puts baby in a corner from Dirty Dancing. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. I see dead people. Sixth sense. Yep.
1: Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> From speed, of course. There is a whole line behind that. I started to put the whole line in there, but just that that part. I actually use that occasionally. I'll say pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> yeah, but that's all you need. That was that's from speed. Yeah,
0: and ironically, uh, Keanu Reeves once again. I know kung fu.
1: <laughs> yeah, from the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. All right. Um, this is another one from Wrath of Khan. Of my friend, I can only say this. Of all the souls that I met on my travels, his was the most human. And that'll... Aww. Yeah, I didn't mean to make everybody choke up, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that signal will make you cry. It'll make a grown all right. man cry. Alright, so
0: this is my first Star Wars quote. Although, actually, the Empire Strikes Back. Do or do not. There is no Wise nice words from Yoda.
1: Yeah, the last you might want to say it again because the last line cut off. You said there is no oh, opening it cut off.
0: <laughs> do or do not. There is no try.
1: There you go. Okay. Um number eleven for me. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> from Gladiator. <laughs> you should you should
0: just like just randomly you should just say that in the house. Just walk around the house. I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do, especially if I'm like doing, if I'm, if I'm standing, there's been times when I'm standing outside, I'm doing yard work, I'm cutting grass or doing some weed eating or something. And I'll turn around and my wife or one of my kids will just be standing there watching me. I'll turn around, Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so my next one is um, another one of my favorite films. And I think this is, I think this is the first film. Saw where I laughed, like the whole time. Like it's not like just like the funny scene. Like I laughed like the whole movie was raising Arizona. Yeah. Um. And son, you got a penny on your head.
1: Yes. (laughs) I use that one a lot too.
0: (laughs) I I don't know how. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Okay. uh, You know that's your business. Number twelve. I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. (laughs) From Forrest Gump. (laughs) Nice.
0: I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) From Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yep,
1: yep. If I were a man, I'd punch you. Punch you right in the mouth. (laughs) From Anchorman. (laughs) Nice. All
0: right, um... I want to say the quote and you tell me if you know it. Okay. What's in the box? Oh, that's from 7, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's from 7. Yeah. That horrible Yeah. Wonderful What's scene. What's in the
1: box? <laughs> What's in the box? Okay. Um yeah, you know, we're laughing at a scene about a girl getting her head cut off. Ah. <laughs> But, uh, it's just a box yeah you don't know yeah you don't know what's in it yeah it's true uh, he never, he never um, shows what's in the box let me beep that part out <laughs> I mean, spoiling a 25 year old movie or 20 year old movie yeah. but um that that um
0: uh that actor's gonna go places what's his name morgan freeman no the other guy
1: Oh, brad pitt
0: brad pitt um, brad pitt yeah now, qu- he's gonna do big things
1: question about that question about that that scene. Now, okay, this is a little bit of spoiler. Like I said, for a twenty-year-old movie, they they never actually show her head, right?
0: No, they never show what's in the box. Yeah,
1: so there's a. It is. It is. Apparently, they filmed the scene. They filmed the scene where they do show the head because they um. There's a a thing that I see going around every once in a while where they say that the head prosthetic that was used in that scene was used in another movie where Gwyneth Paltrow needed a. a Fake head for some reason I don't know, but uh, but I I see that and I'm like I don't remember them actually showing it. So apparently they filmed it where they did show it, and then maybe they thought it was more effective if they didn't show it. But that's I'm getting yeah. off on a rant there. Baby.
0: I I I remember that scene distinctly. They never actually showed yeah. the head.
1: Let me see if I can do this next one. I'll, I'll I'll try to use the voice. I don't know if I can do it. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you know the movie? (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, Monty Python. Yeah, Life
1: of Brian, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, Need no introduction. I'll be back. Yep. I tried, again, there was, I I didn't want to go to like the standard go-to movie quotes that everybody does, but some just can't be denied. Yeah. And that's, there, there were a few you just have to do. And I
1: mean, that's from Terminator, but he said that in several movies. That was like his catchphrase for a yeah. while in all of his movies. But. Yeah.
0: Okay. It, it, it transcended the role and just stuck to the actor. Yeah.
1: All right. Number 15, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti.
0: You're not going to do the sound?
1: Huh? You got
0: to do the sound.
1: <laughs> Damn, that was, that was That was too good. <laughs> So that was Silence of the Lambs. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't ever do that. Again. <laughs> um, okay. From uh, Transformers: The Movie, the animated film, not the not the remake. Yeah, with all the explosions. Um, <clears throat> when Megatron first meets Unicron, the planet-eating Transformer, um, uh, and Megatron he and he has ordered Megatron to destroy the matrix of power held by Optimus prime. And, uh, Megatron says, Oh, you know, I just did that. I killed him with my bare hands to exaggerate. The point is he's dead (laughs) and the matrix died with him. The point is you're a fool. (laughs) Yep, Says Unicron.
1: That scene is, uh, is, uh, we've got a quote from that scene in our opening credits. Right. This Unicron saying, yes. "I have summoned you here for a purpose."
0: <laughs> yes, this this is the this is the summoning of which he speaks. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Okay, uh, number sixteen. Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. <laughs> That's from Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh,
0: once again, uh, uh, unexpected overlap. Not the same movie, but the same actor. See you on the other side, Ray.
1: Yep, from Ghostbusters. Yep. Yeah, Ghostbusters has got a lot, got a lot of, especially the first one. But um, okay, number seventeen. Show me the money <laughs> from Jerry McG- Jerry Maguire. Just keep
0: swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> from Finding Nemo. I think I said that yesterday. <laughs> it's it's applicable. Yeah, yeah. It should do a lot.
1: Uh, my Star Wars quote is may the force be with you. Uh,
0: (laughs) So I think this is my only Lord of the Rings quote uh, from the two towers actually. And you know, other people will choose other more prominent phrases. Uh, I think my favorite line from the three films is what? What's taters precious? What's, what's, what's taters, eh? <laughs> he just—he looks so wholesome. It's like he—he he, like he really wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> He's never seen taters.
1: <laughs> what's taters? <laughs> what tater? what, what, what's taters? All right, uh, number nineteen. Get busy living or get busy dying. From the Shawshank Redemption.
0: Yeah. Uh, number twenty. We're on a mission from God.
1: Yeah.
0: On the Blues Brothers.
1: Yeah, I think I've got a quote from them in here somewhere. But Okay, uh, number 20 for me is, the first rule of Fight Club is, you don't talk about Fight Club. And that's from the movie Fight Club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you broke the rule like three times.
1: <laughs> You're right, exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. From, again, another movie that I could have really... Gone all day from, but from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. (laughs) The the black and white clear as crystal thing, I'll I'll still use that.
1: Yeah, you know, at any given moment. Number twenty one for me is from The Big Lebowski. The dude abides. I'm the dude.
0: All right. Uh, Number 22 from Up.
1: Squirrel! Yes. <laughs> yeah, that one gets said a lot around here, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I said that today, in fact. Right. <laughs> All right, number 20, 22 from Me. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. <laughs> From Taken, uh, yeah. have you seen the show? Have you seen the new the Taken TV show? I haven't seen the show. Yeah. I, I think I have. I've, I'm. They've done like two episodes so far, and it's, it's no, it's I know pretty, it's I, pretty I, good. Yeah. I, I, I've,
0: I think I'm actively avoiding <laughs> the shows based on movies from several years yeah, I've, ago. I've, so I've, I've said
1: lost. I've said before they're hit or miss. Sometimes you get a good one like Fargo, and uh, uh, Lethal Weapon is pretty good. And sometimes you get something not so good, like uh, uh, Rush Hour, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, go ahead.
0: All right, this is this is my uh, I think this is my only other um, S- Star Wars universe quote from Return of the Jedi. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because it was it was a nice. I mean, it, it sums up his whole journey.
1: Yep. All right, number 23 for me. You're going to eat lightning, and you're going to crap thunder. <laughs> nice, nice delivery. From Rocky. <laughs> uh,
0: from Kung Fu Panda. Quit, don't quit. Noodles, don't noodles. <laughs> you are too concerned with what was and what will be. And I, I, honestly, you don't need that you are too concerned. But I just quit, don't quit, noodles, don't noodles. Yeah. <laughs> is, is is the core of that. Uh, again, from our Kung Fu Panda, that was Master Uwe, bestowing wisdom to young Po.
1: Number 24 for me. And I guess it needs a little bit of explanation, but I'll do the explanation after the quote. I don't want to take away from the quote, but... I'm declaring war on anybody that sells drugs in our community. But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen Black Dynamite. I'm sure you've seen Black Dynamite. But uh, uh, he yes, says that, that line. Little. And then there's, a, there's another uh, gangster sitting behind him named, by the name of Chocolate Giddyup. <laughs> and he says, but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community.
0: <laughs> so, all right. All right. So um, I was wrong. One more quote. Okay, um, and it's pretty much from all of them. I've got a bad feeling about this.
1: Yes, yes.
0: It's it's like you know you you when you you kind of wait you, you're looking for it you're waiting for somebody to say it.
1: Well, they even the did the joke in Rogue One where you know K two S one K two S O K two S O said uh, he started to say it and they shut him up. <laughs> right. I've got a bad feeling. Shut up. <laughs> okay, uh, number twenty five. I'm just a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude <laughs> <laughs> from Tropic Thunder.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, call it friendo. from No
1: Country Fro. No Country for Old Men. Very, Yeah, very uh, creepy villain. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Do I make you horny? <laughs> <laughs> Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um This is another one that, that spanned pretty much the whole franchise. At some point you would hear Agent Smith say Mr Anderson.
1: Yeah. Yep. Mr Anderson. Yeah. Right. From uh from the Matrix films. Well now I'm standing happy. We're all standing now, bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Right yeah. that, that actually makes me want to watch the film again. <laughs> <But yeah. clears throat> From Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Expecto Patronum.
1: Nope. That's the one magic word that everybody can remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I went. I. I I had some debates in my head about which which Harry Potter quote to use, because there, there are a lot of
1: them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Alright, number 28. Well, all righty then. <laughs> Ace Ventura. <laughs> Did you practice these before the show? No, I actually say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright. Uh, number 29. We actually mentioned this on the show already, Zootopia. You know, a bunny can call another bunny cute, but when other animals do it, <laughs> and that's that, like when they said that line, I was like, oh, okay, we're for something special here. That was,
1: that was nice. <laughs> right, 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 right. All, right. All right. My next two are from the same movie, but uh, the first, it, this is from Dazed and Confused, and they're actually both, both, both the same characters, the Matthew McConaughey character, but that's what I love about these high school girls, man. I keep getting older, <laughs> and they stay the same age. <laughs> uh creepy creepy line line, but funny
0: (laughs) it it is creepy and funny uh in the context my next line is is beautiful and heartwarming where um sam says ditto instead of i love you and ghost
1: yeah yeah following your line is just more creepy (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Thanks for putting a little context in there before you just said it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number thir- number thirty for me. Like I said, it's the same movie. All right. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's another. That's another line that's just kind of just stuck with the person. Right. Exactly. Far beyond the confines of the film. Yeah. Um. Number thirty-one for me. And like that, whew, he's gone from the usual suspects. Yeah. It's another one I do all the time.
1: Number 31 for me. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? That's (laughs) that's from Meet the Parents. That was Robert De Niro. (laughs) Nice choice.
0: Indiana. We named the dog Indiana. (laughs) From Indiana Jones and the Last
1: Crusade. Yeah, I, lo- I love that explanation of where the na- name came from because it's not the explanation that you expected at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, um, it's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> from <laughs> blues, blues Brothers. Uh,
0: sorry, doctor.
1: <laughs> from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Okay, uh, number thirty-three, swing <laughs> <laughs> from Wayne's World, of course. All right,
0: uh, number thirty-four for me from This Is Spinal Tap. These go to eleven. Yeah,
1: <laughs> these go to eleven. <laughs> um, number thirty-four for me. Uh, if I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. <laughs> Also from Ace Ventura.
0: <laughs> all right. And my number thirty five. That'll do, pig. That'll do. hmm From Babe.
1: Also from a creepy so, episode of The X Files.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's
1: that's probably all over the
0: internet in, in <laughs> yeah. myriad inappropriate ways. Uh so so those were uh
1: thirty five did, wait, I've did gotten, you I've number got, 35? Uh, Yeah, I've got number thirty five. Number thirty five for okay. me is uh we are the music makers. We are the dreamers of dreams from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory.
0: Nice. So uh these final five, uh not to be confused with uh Battlestar Galactical, Google it. Um are quotes that uh we independently chose and made it on both of our lists. So we'll um I'll do number thirty six. Okay. You're gonna need a bigger boat, from Jaws. Yep. Game over, man. Game over,
1: from Aliens.
0: Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Yep. Uh, all right, we still got my uh, yeah. figure my censorship go, button ready. Go right? ahead
1: and say it. No, I'll. Yippee ki yay, mother. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In every Don't movie, in every die hard movie except for Live Free, Die Hard because when he says it in that one, there's a gunshot at just the right moment to make it a PG-13 <laughs> movie. so yeah I am serious. And don't call me Shirley from Airplane.
0: Uh, I feel like I should give you number 40 in honor of your 40th birthday. So, okay. so
1: the last one... Uh, I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From <laughs> They Live... And Woo! let's see. I had, I think I had some, I had some honorable mentions. Let me, let me, let me find my other.
0: I got, I've got a couple of honorable mentions. Let me find my um,
1: uh,
0: Star Wars, help Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And uh, from <laughs> from Deadpool, a guy came in here looking for you, real Grim Reaper type. I don't know. Might further the plot. <laughs>
1: Uh, one of my honorable mentions was the one that you said from the Avengers. uh, That's my secret. I'm always angry. Uh, I've got, from Airplane, looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) And uh, from the Lion King, Hakuna Matata, and uh, from Young Frankenstein, my name is Frankenstein.
0: (laughs) Actually, I had um, Trixie Hobbits' But apparently, he never actually said it that way. He, it, it was like uh, they stole it from us. Uh, filthy, tricksy, false. But he, he never actually said filthy. He never actually said Trixie.
1: Yeah, I think that's just. Some... I say it all the time. Yeah, that's something that people say when they're doing like their Gollum impression. Trixie
0: habits. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, and also, I, there's another one I missed. Uh, this one's a uh, Liam Neeson quote from the A-Team. Give me a minute, I'm good. Give me an hour, I'm great. Give me six months, I'm unbeatable. <laughs> so. That's a good quote. All right. So, that, I mean, that's everything I've got. Um, yep. Everybody remember that's that it. you can find all of our past episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podcast Addict on the Android Store, as well as on our website at CosmicPotato.com. Uh, Make sure that you rate and review the show wherever you find us, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and of course by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com Thank you for listening to the episode, and be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast when you might hear John say...
0: Alright, actually, you know what? I do have uh, some some stuff to say, Sean. Uh, And the response to all of these is I know... You're right. You ready? Okay. You never had me. You never had your car.
1: I know you're right. <laughs> I am a leaf on the wind. I know you're right.
0: <laughs> Sean, if your life had a face, I would punch it. <laughs> I know you're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody.